The Athletic. G'day there and welcome along to a brand new podcast that delivers all the need-to-know F1 news and headlines in one quick hit. I'm James Baldwin and this is The Race F1 Briefing for the 21st of February 2024. Stick around over the next 10 minutes or so as I bring you up to speed on everything you need to know from the first day of 2024 F1 pre-season testing in Bahrain, including Red Bull's ominous pace, McLaren breaking cover on their previously hidden floor, RB's solid start and more. So let's get into it. The headline news of the day was the dynamite start that world champions Max Verstappen and Red Bull made as the teams and drivers stretched their legs for the first proper time in 2024 and revealed more about their car designs. As the garage doors opened for the morning session in Sakir today, everyone was straining to get a proper look at the new RB20, which had been dubbed an aggressive evolution of last year's all-conquering RB19. And those onlookers weren't disappointed. Clearly visible for the first time were some super interesting looking details, including new halo inlets and a new split inlet on the side pods, both radical departures from the design of the car that won all but one race last season. Heading into the test with such a different car visually and with a dark cloud of an internal investigation hanging over team boss Christian Horner, some in the paddock had questioned whether Red Bull might endure a rocky few days. But So far, the answer is emphatically the opposite. Not only was Verstappen's new ride instantly reliable, clocking 143 laps in the Dutchman's hands, which is a distance of over two Grand Prix here, the most of any car, it also looked hugely quick. Fastest in the heat of the day in the early session, Verstappen briefly lost top spot to McLaren's Lando Norris in the evening session before snatching it back and eventually setting a benchmark time some 1.1 seconds quicker than the Englishman in second. The race has four people on the ground in Bahrain for testing, which means we have eyes and ears everywhere. Scott Mitchell-Marm's assessment of the Red Bull was, not only did it look like something rivals should fear when it was first launched, It was arguably more visually impressive in reality upon its full reveal. Then it turned out to be reliable. Then it turned out to be fast. In short, Scott continued, if you were hoping the new car being so different would trip up Red Bull early on, that doesn't look like the case at all. It guarantees nothing for the rest of the test, let alone next week's race or the season as a whole, but it's as ominous a start as Red Bull could have made. On day one of testing last year, with similar conditions on the same tyre compound, Verstappen managed a best lap of 1 minute 32.837 seconds. His Wednesday time was a full 1.4 seconds faster, giving an idea of the amount of progress Red Bull have made over the last 12 months. But how much should we make of Verstappen and Red Bull's advantage over the rest? Is it game over already? Well, not according to the racer's Mark Hughes, who says the lack of comparable efforts by rivals make Verstappen's leading margin misleading. And you can hear Mark's full pace analysis on the latest episode of the Race F1 podcast, which will have an extensive analysis of all the day's action. Verstappen, who hands the car over to teammate Sergio Perez on Thursday, said afterwards, it feels good to be back in an F1 car again, and I had a lot of fun out on track today. We covered a lot of laps and tried quite a few things within the car, which was important. So we're happy overall with how it went. 
We came to Bahrain with a few unknowns around a relatively new car, but we have tested most of the fundamentals on day one and got the answers we needed to. Red Bull were favourites coming into the season, and although it's very early days, nothing we've seen today so far would suggest they'll be losing that tag anytime soon. And if you want to read Gary Anderson's technical assessment of the RB20, be sure to head to therace.com, don't forget the hyphen, to find out what's going on with those side pods. So what of Red Bull's rivals? Closest to Verstappen was McLaren's Lando Norris, who, unlike the Dutchman, shared driving duties on day one, taking over from teammate Oscar Piastri, who'd run the early session. McLaren, yet again, had a secretive car launch, where team members were even joking at the lengths they'd gone to to hide certain parts of the car, which created plenty of anticipation for McLaren's arrival here in Bahrain. The real car revealed that there's a deeper but marginally narrower side pod radiator inlet, an increase in the inboard mounting width of the top front wishbone, and fewer turning vanes on the floor edge. But no major departures from what we've seen elsewhere on the 2024 grid. And as our own Gary Anderson reports, nothing to get too excited about just yet. That could easily change, of course, given it's only day one of the test. But with a week until the first race weekend of the year, there's limited time to make changes. On track, the McLaren was one of the more impressive cars around the circuit, and Oscar Piastri, now in his second year in McLaren, got up to speed quickly in the morning session. McLaren CEO, Zach Brown, said that the opening day sets McLaren up nicely for the next couple of days running. Splitting the day between the two drivers, McLaren managed 130 laps. Lando finished the day for McLaren, taking the car out for the second session, where he was able to set the second fastest time for the day. The Race F1 Briefing. The only other team to run a single driver all day was Mercedes. The striking livery on the W15 taking to the track for the first time today at the hands of George Russell. Mercedes was keen to gather as much information as possible, with the team saying that their focus was always on gathering information about the new car, rather than performance. That might give Silver Arrows fans something to be relieved about, as George finished the day 12th, 2.7 seconds adrift of Verstappen. Russell's early verdict after driving Mercedes' 2024 Challenger was that, overall, the W15 does feel nicer to drive than last year's car. Mercedes' goal was all about improving the drivability of the car over the winter, and there's certainly an early indicator that it may have achieved that. Now it's all about building on that progress over the next two days and finding out if there's enough pace in the car and whether this is the right platform to keep building on. But it's Mercedes' front wing that is drawing some attention, a design that is among F1's most talked about 2024 innovations so far. Head to therace.com, don't forget that hyphen, to read Josh Suttle's full piece on why there are questions over its legality. We'll get to the rest of the headlines in one moment. But before we do, I wanted to tell you about an amazing opportunity to put your F1 knowledge to the test and potentially win $5,000 US dollars. Throughout the 2024 F1 season, the race is partnering with our friends at Grid Rival to bring you our very own fantasy league. 
It's free to join and free to play. And what's more, it's an amazing way to make watching each F1 race weekend more fun. GridRival is the original app for fantasy motorsports leagues and is the only platform built by race fans for race fans. Join our F1 league and build your fantasy lineup, then sit back and watch as it earns points based on real-world race results. Who knows, you could be the lucky winner of $5,000. At the very least, you're almost guaranteed to beat my team. Sign up for free using the link in the episode description and good luck. The surprise team for the day was RB. The newly named team is drawing on more support and parts from the Red Bull team in 2024, with drivers Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo looking comfortable and quick on day one of testing. New team principal Laurent Mekis oversaw a solid effort from Tsunoda and Ricciardo, with Daniel finishing fourth on the timing sheets in the second session, 1.255 seconds from Verstappen. Considering the changes that have occurred through the winter break, the team will be happy with progress on day one, but the strength it shows might attract the attention of other teams through the paddock. Zach Brown has already flagged his concerns over the team's ever closer relationship with parent squad Red Bull Racing. Speaking after the session, Daniel Ricciardo said, I think start of the season, we need to be a little bit cautious. I'm sure the long-term and big picture is to be fighting at the front of the midfield, I'm not sure that we start the season there, but I think when we came into Abu Dhabi with some updates, the car felt pretty good. There's definitely some positives, but it's clear that we still have some lap time to find. The general feel and balance is actually okay, so now it's just finding a bit more lap time. We've finally seen the Williams in full, and in addition to understanding its design evolution for 2024 in more detail, it became clear that the new FW46 isn't entirely new. Williams is still using the 2023 rear suspension and gearbox it takes from Mercedes. That's a pull rod rather than a push rod, which Mercedes has switched to for 2024. This seems to be for a mix of logistics and cost reasons, as a team try to push their car up the grid for this season. And as with most cars we've seen so far this year, Williams has taken inspiration from the 2023 Red Bull template. But sadly for Williams, it's on the back foot. It only ran its car for the first time yesterday, opting against the usual Silverstone shakedown. And the reason? The car wasn't ready. The upside was meant to be a change in some long-running negative car characteristics long, high-speed corners that ask a lot of the car's aerodynamics and the low-speed ones that require a combination of steering lock and braking have tended to be where Williams has struggled. But today was not their day. It wasn't a write-off by any means, but day one was not great for Williams. It had a pretty low lap count compared to other teams due to two on-track stoppages, a suspected fuel system issue for Albon and a drive shaft issue for Sargent who went sideways through turns 9 and 10, although kept the car out of the barriers. As Scott Mitchell Mom says, that's the closest we've got to a team in trouble at the moment. It's hardly an unsalvageable start to testing, but it's not what Williams needed from the new FW46 either. Finally, hopes are not tremendously high for F1's American team at the start of the season at least. And of the 18 drivers to set a lap time on Wednesday, 
Kevin Magnuson and Nika Hulkenberg were 17th and 18th. It's quite possible this will be real to the extent of Haas being the slowest car, but surely not a second off of the pack. So this was about as misleading an opening day as you could imagine. Having had some bullish pre-seasons in the past with headline lap times to shout about, Haas is going in a new direction at the start of its Ayu Kamatsu era. This is the team's first pre-season under his leadership following Gunther Steiner's shock departure over the winter. And the key word for this test at Haas is how focused it has been. Komatsu has made it clear that Haas needs to maximise its pre-season mileage as much as possible this year to get as much data as possible and ensure it develops its car from there. The shift in focus is perhaps best demonstrated by the sight of the VF24 adorned with aero rakes early in the day. Magnussen couldn't recall driving a Haas with such equipment before and seemed to think it was a genuine if unusual, symbol of the team's new Komatsu approach. He said, It seems like we're not dreaming so much this year. We know the job we have ahead of us and the situation we're in. That's certainly some realism from KMAG. But if you want the full picture behind the headlines, don't forget to check out the Race F1 podcast. Ed and the team will be bringing you in-depth analysis of everything that happens on track throughout testing, as well as bags of behind-the-scenes information, pace comparisons, and more. And if reading is your thing, there's tons to read on our website. Head to therace.com, not forgetting that hyphen, including why Mercedes is so adamant its trick wing is legal, was McLaren's F1 car worth hiding, and plenty more. I'm James Baldwin. Thank you so much for your company for this first episode of the Race F1 Briefing. I'll be back tomorrow with all of the quickfire headlines from day two of F1 testing in Bahrain. The Athletic.